time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Sally. And China's continuing zero COVID policy is not good news for our exporters. Kia ora, Mani. That's right. It's been a tough two years for exporters here, working around China's lockdowns, which have caused huge logistical delays. It's resulted in some businesses changing tact. Many meat exporters are opting to send frozen product instead of chilled to minimise the risk of meat spoiling. At the Communist Party Congress in Beijing over the weekend, China's President Xi Jinping signalled that the controversial zero COVID policy won't be ending any time soon. People's lives come first. We will not waver in our zero COVID policy. Export New Zealand Chief Executive Kirk Hope says our exposure to China makes the policy more relevant for New Zealand businesses. But he says companies have been working with the policy for two years now and are well versed in adapting to change. Yeah, look, I think they've got strong communication channels into China um, to ensure that they can manage the risks that they face um, when China or cities within China go into lockdown. Um, But again, you know, the challenge, the greater challenge is is potentially an economic one. If there is a, you know, if growth slows significantly in China, then demand backs off. So that's an equal, that's an equally challenging prospect, I think, for, for exporters. Mr Hope says continuing lockdowns could see consumer demand soften, which isn't good for primary industry exporters. But he says with the New Zealand border now open, companies are working to expand into other markets. There are opportunities for for exporters, particularly if you think about um, some of the free trade agreements that the government has signed with the UK, uh, and perhaps uh, less so for our primary produce exporters in the EU, but uh, nevertheless there are there are opportunities in those markets and they are significant markets. And equally, um, the US still remains really important for New Zealand. Kirk Hope says business growth is still being stunted by productivity constraints caused by labour and skill shortages. To other news, the first trans-Tasman sharing and wool handling test matches in more than two years have been postponed because of severe flooding in Victoria. Heavy rain has led to widespread flooding in multiple states in Australia, forcing people to evacuate their homes. The New Zealand sharing team was set to travel to the Australian National Championships in Bendigo, Victoria this weekend, but the venue for the event, the Prince of Wales Showgrounds, has been declared an emergency evacuation centre for those displaced by the flood waters. It's hoped the sharing competition will take place at the end of next month. Meanwhile, the Australian federal government is working out what support might be available to farmers who have lost crops in the flooding. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is visiting flood-affected regions today. Agriculture Minister Murray Watt, who is with him, says it's a devastating situation for many farmers. I've met farmers in the last couple of days who were getting very close uh, to bringing in bumper crops of canola uh, and other other crops like that. Uh, there's dairy farmers who've been affected and have been having trouble milking their cows. Uh, so there's really massive impacts there and we're starting to work through what kind of support would be needed. That's Murray Watt, Australia's Agriculture Minister. Due to wet weather and a slow start to the season here, Fonterra has revised down its milk collection forecast by 1%. The co-op's chief executive, Miles Hurrell, says its forecast milk collection for the current season is now just under 1.5 million kilograms of milk solids. He says the variable weather conditions, which caused a slow start on farm, have continued, contributing to lower collections through September and early October. 
And a central Auckland butcher says people are cooking differently to make meat go further as food prices hit a 13-year high. The price, the sorry, meat, poultry, and fish is up 6.7% compared to the same time last year, according to Stats NZ figures. Ellerslie Meats owner and operator Ian Groves, who has been a butcher for 44 years, says he's never seen anything like the prices his customers are currently paying. Beef. When I had a look back at beef five years ago, uh, we were paying six dollars twenty a kilo on a carcass of beef. Now we're paying eight dollars forty. And the time you add the GST into that and your weight loss when you bone everything, you're probably looking at about $13 cost per kilo on a side of beef. So everything's just gone up from that. Lambs have doubled in price in the last five years. So it's not really anything very cheap these days. He says buying habits have changed with people cooking differently to make meat go further. They're looking more at things like the, the prime mints where you could get so two or three meals out of a kilo of mince instead of buying a lower grade product and it might just do one night so like you can let's face it you can do a lot with mince you can do lasagnas and all these you know really nice meals with plenty of veggies thrown in. Mr Grove says the increasing cost of labour and running a business has also helped push prices up. The last five years especially and you add to that the minimum wage where we used to have clean-up boys and uh, Saturday workers, we'd have five or six of them here on a Saturday and back five years ago, now we're down to two, just with the wage increase. Everything sort of adding on adding, it's pretty endless. Ian Groves believes the rising cost of meat will result in more people turning towards home kill. And lastly, the government has extended funding for a scheme to attract more New Zealanders to farming. Launched by the Ministry of Social Development and Federated Farmers in 2020, Get Kiwis on Farm helps to get people into the sector by providing wraparound support. The ministry has just announced $323,000 of new funding for the programme. Federated Farmers Employment Spokesperson Richard McIntyre says the programme has been successful, so far placing 605 people into farming jobs. We're trying to attract anyone really that wants to come and work on a dairy farm. You know, particularly, obviously, the goal would be to get people off benefits, etc., and into into farming. But pretty much anyone that wants to get into <laughs> that wants to change careers and get into farming would be who we're targeting. So there's a Get Kiwis on Farm website that they can go to, and that'll provide all the details. That's Richard Richard McIntyre, and that's the rural news for today. Koira te purongo o te taifenua.